And we're here with this week's edition of the KM Podcast. Ken Brown from WGR Radio, Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com, as we talk Lions football. Hello, Mike. Hello, Kenny Brown. How are you? All right, I'm picking it up. Now that when they when they get throwing seven, this is when the fun starts for me because now I'm picking it up. I'm picking it up. We're gonna analyze, we're gonna put it down, we're gonna find out what is needed to get this team back to functionality. Are you ready, Michael? Back to functionality. Back to you functionality. They were functional. They were functional a couple years they ago. They were. Yes, when when Jim Caldwell was there. They haven't been functional since. But what what is needed now to get them back? Anyway, Mike, uh um, I don't know how you would describe Sunday's game. Uh, it was a 28-19 loss, but to me, it was it was it was a win for the Lions. It may not have been a win on the scoreboard, but it was a win that they didn't get blown out. They played an exciting brand of football. Talent won over in the end, but they competed, which is all you can ask right now. And my theory, and you can back this up, they will compete until they win a game. And I go back to not 2008, but I go back to 2001 team that lost the first 12 they competed hard every week then they won that first game and then after that it was anticlimactic so i think that's well, how this season is going to fall it's going to fall i don't quite agree with that because they you know that there were three games left after they won that game and they won their last game so they didn't just throw it in no i didn't say they throw it out no. i'm just saying it's anticlimactic after that once you win the game gotcha the you know the, the media is off of you and then it's just so you're not so you're not saying you're, so you're not saying that the player said, okay, we won a game. We don't care anymore. No, no, I'm talking about the scrutiny. I got you. The scrutiny no, I agree with you. That you point. know what? Kenny, amazingly to me, you've come on. You've hit on something. You are right on. I'll go back to a year ago. The Jacksonville Jaguars won the first game of the season and lost the next 15, and nobody cared. Right, exactly. Nothing. Exactly. There was nothing at stake. Now, for the players, coaches, and all that, you know, I, I get it, your jobs and, and, and so on, and and then staving off you know, you know, an overall – change in the in the coaching staff and players. Yeah, there's a lot at stake. But nationally, nobody cared. Right. Didn't nobody. the Carolina Panthers do that a couple of years ago, the year that they got Peppers in the draft? Didn't they win the first game and well, lost the last 15? Well, it was more than a couple of years ago. But, yeah, it's the same year. Yeah. I think it was 2002, the year D- Detroit drafted uh, Joey Herring, right. I believe. Right, and they missed out by one pick because of – Matter of fact, the funny part about that is they finished one and fifteen, and they didn't get the first pick because Houston was coming in as an expansion team. As an expansion and team, they got the first pick. Yeah. So you know, one and fifteen, you still get the number two pick. But that brings us back to this year, and we'll talk about picks and stuff later. We'll get into that as the weeks go on. Even though you can now start sniffing around the draft, because I believe that's about all you got left is. Development of young players in the draft coming up, and who's going to be back? Well, they got a lot of young, you know, Kenny. They've got a lot of young players, something like you know, twenty-eight or twenty-nine or thirty players who qualify as rookies or first-year players. And look, you got, they're, they're going to be on your on your payroll at minimum salaries for three years. So you've got the, the, the it's the least expensive, most inexpensive tryout camp you're ever going to have as a pro football team. What do you consider a young player in the league? Well, you're a rookie, first year, second year, third year. Yeah. So there. is there an age or a year and, limit when you consider young? No, to player? me it's a year. To me it's a year. So three years and under seasons. is young to you? Seasons. Three seasons and under? Seasons playing. So I'm saying three I and under, what, it's a young player. Yeah, I mean, I don't care what they've been doing, if they've been sitting around doing nothing. It's just that they've been playing football yeah. and how long they've been playing it. Yeah, I just wonder what, what else football would it, be? it is. Well, it's, baseball is a different thing and basketball is a different thing. And football, three or younger is your – line for demarcation 
Well, the, the, the rules are different. You can't you can't compare them. It's not it's not even close. Right. I would consider no young players first contract players. So I would go all the way to five years for some, four for others. That's me. That's well, why I would say young. I'm just wondering because when you say they're going to add veterans or they're going to add young, they're only adding young players. I'm just wondering what what type of players are we talking about? Well, I think it's different with at the different positions too. For example, a running back, second or third year, he's a veteran because he's he's been you know he's been been carrying the ball a lot if he's a good player. So I think it just depends on depends on the position you play. I mean, uh, you know, Joe Burrow of the uh, uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati Bengals. He sure doesn't look like a young player to me, but he is. But my gosh, talk about a good player! That's he's he's everything that he was supposed to be, and he's more. He really is. And it's amazing that he is what he is after tearing his knee up like that in his first year. I think if he went towards knee up, he'd even be more of what he is now. And he's still a good player. It'll take him time to get back. But I don't even think he's back all the way up from that injury. I just think the future is real bright for Joe for Joe Burrow. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, and he said, "You know what? He's only what three hundred and ten miles down I seventy five. Now they go get lost and come home here to Detroit." This is a point I'm gonna make the the people out there, and this goes to the draft. Joe Burrow, the year before he came out, if you went to any mock draft to start that season, Joe Burrow wasn't even a first rounder, and by the end of that season, he became the number one pick. So when everybody's talking about, oh, this is a bad year for quarterbacks, and I don't see it yet, but just be patient because I'm telling you, Mike, people bubble up, people come up by the end of the year in the camps and the and the uh, workouts. There will be quarterbacks that are going to be called for that top five. I guarantee it. There'll be one. Well, I'll tell you this, though. We may disagree on this, but for me at this point, the mock drafts are for entertainment only. In, sure. in most cases now, sure. not always. There are some clear cut that a guy's going to be the be the pick there, but but in most cases, to me, it's entertainment right now. It gets serious in March and it gets real in April. Yeah, but the order usually the order like I, I went over these the last few years for these mocks the before season mocks. Usually, two thirds of the players that they mock in the first round end up going in that first two rounds. So. You get a variety of players that are in that range, but the order and stuff is all for entertainment purposes. But you do get a list of guys who, going into that season, were the top talents. And I, I believe that's what you see when you see these drafts now. But like I said, quarterbacks come out. This quarterback from Pittsburgh, I'm telling you right now, if he doesn't get hurt and he keeps playing the way he's playing, he'll be a first-rounder. And you looked at him last year at this time, he wasn't even listed in the, like, the first three or four rounds. He wasn't even on the board. And uh, I believe his name is Pickett. Well, why would he be on the board if he wasn't eligible for the draft? No, he's eligible. I'm just saying he wasn't even listed as a top prospect. The quarterback from USC and the quarterback from um, Sam Howell from um, North Carolina, those were the quarterbacks that were listed that were going to be the top. And Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma. Those were the, the guys everybody was talking about before the year started. Spencer Rattler gets benched. Sam Howell has, has been down mostly, up and down. And, and um, the USC quarterback, Slavis, got benched. So it's just like nobody knows from the beginning to now, but a quarterback like the Pickett guy comes up, and there's a couple other quarterbacks, an old Miss quarterback and the other one's Willis, I believe his name. They're coming up. So it's, it's all a, a move around. I don't want to get deep into the draft right now. I'm just saying, though, there will be quarterbacks there. Everybody's talking about this and, no, and there's no quarterbacks there. There will be quarterbacks if you want to take one available in that first round. 
Well, yeah, they'll be quarterbacks, but will they be good quarterbacks? Well, I'm saying there'll be a good one somewhere in there. You watch. It always happens. It always happens. But anyway, that's for another time with the Lions because I know everybody's on the Jared Goff hate train now. You can see it coming. And I don't know if it's fair to judge him this year or you can judge him, but I think you you got him for at least this year and next year to me because of the salary cap, Mike. I don't know what it – People are crying. About. Well, you got him for yeah. Obviously, got him for this year. And although the trade deadline is up next next Tuesday, is it at four o'clock? I mean, is there some remote possibility that maybe a team like the San Francisco 49ers might want, you know, might want some experience at that, that quarterback if they think they still can make a run for the playoffs? And I, and I look, I'm just throwing that out there. That's not going to happen. But look, Joe, Joe, uh, Joe Flacco got traded yesterday to to the New York Jets. Treated by the Philadelphia Eagles. I didn't even know uh, he was in the, the league. I didn't know well, yesterday he was in the league still. Yeah, well, he is, and and he's a valuable commodity as a backup because of his experience and his demeanor. But and he was with the Jets at one time. Didn't work out very well for him. Uh, but you, you never know what's going to happen in that regard. Well, he's going to have to start. It looks like for the next few weeks. Looks like that's what they got him back for. Not sure about that. Not mm-hmm. sure. Well, look, the Jets are a bigger mess than the Lions. Trust me, I, I, I see a better future with the Lions than the Jets. And it, I know everybody wants Sala as the head coach, but I haven't seen anything that's great out of him yet. So maybe no, he was getting criticized on 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 one of the ESPN morning shows the other day too. In fact, that Rex Ryan, who used to be with the Jets, I think really kind of tore apart that entire coaching yeah. staff. Yeah. Maybe not that player. I'm not name by name, but just. Wasn't very thrilled with it at all. Right. Well, let's put the Stafford stuff to bed first because I don't want to dwell on it. It's been said, it's been written, it's been told. Everybody knows what it was. If you think you were getting an equal quarterback for equal quarterback, you forgot that one quarterback was traded along with two first-rounders and a third for one. So the person that should have known that the one quarterback was better than the other one, and it's been proven up to now, and everybody knew it beforehand anyway, and the proven quarterback with the better talent had the better game. And that's just the way it was. I'll go back to what I said when the trade was made in February. Uh, the Rams got the better quarterback. The Lions got the better trade. Simple yeah. as that. Yeah, and I think that, I think it was good. It was the right thing in retrospect for both sides because the Lions needed a rebuild, a reboot, and the Rams needed to win now, and Stafford needed to win now because Stafford's <coughs> excuse me, his reputation is on the line. Is Basically, the, how he's going to be judged with his career is on the line. And I think he's got a fighting chance now. We don't know if he'll do it or not, but I believe that this is the best for everybody. No, I agree with that, too. And you look, if he was here in Detroit, he would be in the first year of a rebuild. And that's another two or three years. He's at a team now that's, that's set up for his – and the Rams right now are as good as they're going to be for the next two or three years. They're not going to – they are what they are right now because they don't have draft picks and all of that to improve that team that way. So we'll see. Now, look, they've been bold before, getting guys like Jalen Ramsey, and, and, and they signed uh, you know, some help for the defense last, last year that paid off for them. But they are what they are, and they've got to make the most of it. And that's, well, this, this is this their is run. A, this is right. That's right. This it's is their not run. a five-year project. Now, it's this year and next year yeah. and maybe one more. What did they give not. up? The last four number ones? Well, counting the two that they gave up. I don't know. Well, I'm not going to tell you what it is. The two that you're gonna, they're going to give up the next two years, They I don't think they've had a first-round pick in the last three years or whatever. So they this is their run. They they, they gave up two for Jalen right. Ramsey. They gave up two for Stafford. And, that's you know, that's their, this is their run coming up. So um, uh, good luck to them. But the Lions, look, the Lions got other fish to fry right now. They got young players to bring in. They got a talent deficit. You can address that with free agency 
and the draft. But I am liking the offensive line and defensive line play. The running backs, the Swift is a, a – I'm telling you, this kid is going to be good if he doesn't get hurt. He'll be a, a – He'll be a star if he doesn't get hurt. To me, I, I just think it's well, he's a good already. Thing. I think he's already good. He just he's going to get recognized. Well, I'm talking about a star. Uh, to Hawkinson, to me, is a star player. They need about one or two more parts on offense, and about one or two more parts on defense, and then just experience, and then the quarterback, which is going to be the question mark. But they're far away, but they're not far away as we we have to tear everything down and rebuild. I think they've started the rebuilding process right. Well, I think when you say not tear down, they've already started. They've already done the tear down, started the tear down, and now that word rebuild, which nobody wanted to in the hierarchy there, has finally come out at the highest level of that franchise over the weekend. That this is, in fact, a rebuild, and and having it been a rebuild, knew what what the Lions were facing, and that's proven to be true. And so you got to sit, you know, buckle down and and you know go through the bumpy year until you finally get some some clear. Smooth sailing there. Yeah, like I said, that I'm was, talking about I'm talking about the interview with Sheila Ford, right, and right. the principal owner of the team. She came right out and said, "Yeah, this is a rebuild." She knew it. Well, she should have said it in the front. I'm not giving her any kudos for saying it in in October. Mm-hmm. She should have said it from the beginning. Everybody knew what it was when Brad Holmes was hired, and she should have said, "Look, we're going to tear this thing down and bring it up." They knew what they were going to do it, and she admitted they knew it. She should have said it then. That would have been a, that would have taken her a long way toward, you know, people believing what she says. And I, I that's a bad mark on her. And she, uh, I hope she learns Why is it a that. bad mark? It's a bad mark because if she admits in the Why? article, I'm about to tell you, she admits in the article that she knew what it was going to be, then yeah. just say it when people asked about it. Just say it. It's okay. Look, people, have, we've they've lost around here long enough. People will, will have accepted her saying, okay, we're going to tear this thing down and build it back. All right, don't scoot around it with reboots and re rebirds and refly. Just say it. It's okay. People would accept that. She's the new owner. She's not going to take the heat for that. She's she's coming in to change. Not going to take the heat for that. No, because she's new and she's saying I'm going to build this my way. Everybody would accept that. Just come, just come clean. Treat the audience like adults. They understand. They understand now. You don't hear them, them everybody. When the 0-16 team and the one in 2001 when they went 0-12, this is, you don't get the fan reaction that you're getting with this one because everybody knows now what this is and knew what it was. 2001 and 2000, they thought after a 79 season 2008 they were going to be a good team. That fan reaction was way different than now. People are accepting what it is, Mike. Just be, be straight with them. And that's a rookie mistake on her part. Well, I think you're being a little naive on that, but let's move along. All right. Well, that's me. We disagree. That's what we do. And we're about to disagree on something else right now, too. Taylor Decker, out of here. I've had it with him. I'm done with it. You've had it with him? I'm done with it. Uh, even and, the people on the radio, if, uh, if you're not going to play with the hurt figure, if you're not playing with the hurt figure, if you're not even going to try, then it, get him off. Time to go. Time to go. Time to go. They're saying on the radio. Time to go. Time to go. Trade deadlines this week. You're in your rebuild. You got your left tackle. He's playing great right now. Don't move him. If it's a team out there, give me a first round of plus for him. Time to go. Time to go. Go. He can play with a winner. He's a great, he's a very good player. But like I said, I, I this whole thing with this finger is not sitting right with me. I'm sorry. It's not sitting right with me. Well, okay, Dr. Brown, let's move along. I'm not. Hey, they cleared him to practice. 
get out there and put the club on. And that's what I'm saying. And there are other people that are offensive linemen in this town are saying the same thing on the air. I'm not the only one saying it, but I agree. If you want to play, get out there and play. If you don't, then okay, sit it out. But I'm looking at it from Penny Sewell's development. And like I said, I put a clip up on my uh, Twitter page that one of the scouts or whatever did a little uh, film study on Sewell. Just check it out. And you tell me after you see that if you think you should move Penny Sewell. This kid is this kid is I'm telling you, all he needs is experience right now. And he's getting it every he was the highest rated offensive player this last week by PFF. He's getting better every week. Don't move him. Now if Decker wants to come back and be the right tackle, or if he don't, that's on him. Otherwise, it's teams out there that need a left tackle. I'm open for business if I'm the Lions. Well, it's not what I would do, that's for sure. They spent all these res- this all these resources to build an offensive line, and now you want to start tearing it down. That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, it depends it what doesn't. you get. depends what you get for it, though. No, you just said get him out of here. You didn't say – No, I just told no you. Defense. I said a first-rounder. You said get him out of here. First-rounder. I said first-rounder and something. Otherwise well, – that, was when you, that was when you finally started to come to your senses. No, well, I'm not but talking about right getting him out. Right out of – no, no, yes, you did. You said get him out of <laughs> here. Well, I didn't say get him out for nothing. Of course you're you going to get something for him. Yes, you did. You no, said get no, him no. out of here. Well, I'm tired of him. Well, let me clarify it. I'm tired of it. But <laughs> get him out of here for some assets because – this team's future is in that draft coming up. If I can, if I can come out of in that draft with three first-round picks plus something, oh my goodness, I, I'm ready to. T- that'll change the whole. That'll change the whole thing. I, it'll be interesting. Interesting to see how Philly, who might have three first-round picks this next draft, the Lions, who have two, and I think it's one other team has two, will end up doing rebuilding their teams. I wonder which one will go. With if Philly and that three first-round picks, do they turn that into a a franchise change in draft? Or do the Lions turn into a franchise changing draft by maneuvering? We'll see. Well, I think if you want to build, if you want assets, I think Taylor Decker is an asset. Look, we'll see how it plays out. There's plenty of time. Well, to me, the first question with him is, do you want to play right tackle or will you play it? Not do you want to play it, will you play it? If he refuses to play right tackle, then the decision is done. The decision is done. Because you've been Wally Pipped. I'm sorry. You've been Wally Pipped. The people out there who don't who aren't as old as Ken Brown, Wally Pipp was the player who replaced Lou Gehrig. Was that what it was? Lou Gehrig replaced Wally Pipp. Replaced Wally Pipp. And I'm never came out the lineup That's after. Right. And never right. came out the lineup after. Everybody knows Wally Pipp. Even the young right. people. Um I had it I had it backwards. Yeah, I know. That's why that's why I'm here for. Um <laughs> <laughs> If you've been walking along the street, have you seen Armand St. Brown? Have I? Yeah, because I didn't see him Sunday. I was just wondering, have you I, seen him? Well, no, since we're talking I, about I didn't see him Sunday. Yeah, did he? Was he on the flight? Well, it happens. Well, I'm not on the flight. It happens to rookies, though. It really does. Yeah, I know, I'm a, just messing with Have it. a decent game and then a game not so good. I'll tell you, a guy who stepped up, Khalif Raymond, stepped up. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Six catches, 115, 18 yards, something like that. You consider him a young prime, player? Prime plays. You consider him no, a young player? No, I really don't. No, I don't. He's okay. five or six years in the league. He's been right. with a bunch of teams. Right. He's, he's, you know, and I could say inexperienced, but no, when you're in the league, you're out there practicing every day. No, no, you're not inexperienced either. Now, you may not have a lot of game time, you know, snap counts and all that, but no, he's not inexperienced. He is one, one tough uh, kid. I'll tell you. Not even a kid, one tough man. I'll tell you what, what, what uh, 
uh, Dan Campbell said yesterday, he was talking about that he, on every single play, he's out in front blocking somebody. He is tough. Yeah, he tough. really is. I'm going to tell you, I saw another player that I'm, I'm, I'm becoming a fan of is Bobby Price. I, this kid, for an undrafted free, they, like Parker who got hurt and Bobby Price, undrafted players that I've been pushed in the starting lineup. This kid holds, I'm telling you, man, sometimes you find a guy like that. I think Everson Walls was undrafted, if I think of back in the day from Dallas, I would believe. But you just sometimes find a guy, man, especially it happens at the smaller positions like cornerback. Sometimes you luck out. Sometimes once every few years it happens. This might be one of the times you lucked out and found a guy because he's getting better by the week. He's tough. He plays it. And his improvement to me is the improvement I thought we were going to see from Akuda this year, you know, if he would have played. And – um. It's bad he didn't play, but hey, what's what hurts one person helps another. Bobby Price is playing. Well, if, if but if Okuda comes back and he is what they thought he was, there'll be a place for him. Believe me, not going to get rid of him. That's, that's no, 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 no. Came no, in no. with talent and he's been hurt. No, I'm just saying I want to see his development. I think he would have developed too this year, but now he's a year setback. But no, there's always room for corners, man. Trust me, you can. You need. I forgot who the coach said it. He said you can never have enough corners and safety. Never have. Well, enough. I think every coach has said that. You know why? Because it's the most injured position in football. Right. Because you're out there. You've got guys who are 195 pounds taking on right. tight ends and, and lead blockers and all that. And it's tough. It's a tough gig out there. Right. But um, he's 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 holding his own. I'm not going to put him in the Pro Bowl, but I'm just saying, if you can get a corner before this year is over, that you can pencil in as one of your top four or five corners next year and don't have to worry about, then that's one position that you came to the season with a question mark. Now you don't have it. So, you know, and, and that, that's just, and that's the peril at cornerback too is injuries because another guy who came really basically from nowhere and drafted free agent, AJ Parker got hurt against the Rams. And as Dan Campbell said in his Monday presser, he's going to be out a while, a while when you say a while yeah. isn't overnight. It's, it's, it's usually a few weeks, if not more. Yeah, speaking of those, some while, of those young guys, like some of those those young guys, have really shown out that they have a place in the National Football League. Now they might be starters, but it could be a nickel cornerback. It could be a nickel say. It could you know it could be anything back there in that secondary. But they certainly have shown the willingness, the talent, and the desire to play that position. Yeah, and it's good when you got young players as your backups or those guys instead of broke down safeties or corners from some other team that were hanging on like the guy they had last year from Atlanta. I forgot his name right now. It escapes me. He just got cut again, uh, the cornerback. What was his name? The one we got from Atlanta last year? Oh, uh, Trufant. Trufant, yeah. You know, a guy just hanging on to get a last paycheck. Young guys as these backups pushing for starting jobs. That's the way you build a team. That's the way you build a team. So. Well, there's a place for those. And if you, if you think if you, if you, if you just need to, if you think you have a pretty good secondary and you just you want a veteran who can step in and play, when you need them, then, it, then then there's some value in it. I mean, real value too. Yeah, but I'm talking about in those the rebuild, those, and those guys get paid a lot of right. Money, but, but I'm talking but, about in the rebuild where you're going now. Having guys around that won't be around in a year, that's not doing you any good. Even though he's right. functional for right now and get you through. I, I, we can go back to the Leroy Irvin days in Detroit. I mean, I, you can. There's always number, guys that come in like that at the end of their careers. You know, I remember about Leroy Irvin. What's that? He was number forty-seven. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. And a good, and a good guy. Too, he was a good know? interview. That's all I agree with. But I'm just saying, good, good guy. They get these guys at the end, and that's what they are. Um. Okay. Uh. So the Philadelphia Eagles coming. Darius Darius Slay, who's having a good year. I saw some uh, stats on him where he he's not giving up many catches at all. Um. Over his the last four or five weeks, 
I mean, he's been playing well, pretty I, I good. Think, I, I don't think you can say that about Sunday's game against the Raiders. Uh, uh, Derek Carr was 31 for 34. Were they against um, uh, Slato? All of them. Really? Every single one of them. <laughs> I didn't see his uh, <laughs> stats from Sunday, but uh, up to Sunday then, he was having a good think year. Think about that. Think about that. 31 for 34. Well, not even that. 31 for 34 and one interception. So uh, 32 of the 34 passes hit somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they just painted the ball. Don't let it hit the ground. <laughs> That's right. Only, use it next only week. two of them hit the ground. Hey, what's up with I the rec- having, I, What's up with Terrell Williams? Did the coach mention anything about that? I, no, he hasn't. hasn't come up. Obviously, he's got a bad concussion. That's what he. That's what he was out for. And here we are. Seven, well, seven weeks in seven, now. Seven I, weeks. I mean, yeah. If you're not cleared by seven weeks, are you coming back at all? I, I don't know. That's. You know, those are those are different. They really are. Yeah, I mean, I those know. those long term concussions. Do you want to come back? I mean, in a year like that. Well, I'm sure that's a question too. I mean, that's a you know, I th- I think he would want to come back. I don't know why he wouldn't. He wants to solidify his position on the stand. On the, well, he's on, on the one year deal, and I think he. Well, of course. Yeah. So then why wouldn't he want to come back? No, I'm not talking about I want to come back like that. I'm just saying I think that they the decisions already been made on him even if he does I don't, I don't I don't think so I, injury I don't think pro- injured the last 3 years like how, that how, 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 well it wasn't the last 3 how can you how can you possibly think that they're setting wide receiver right look at anybody no I'm not talking about setting wide receiver I'm just talking about setting on him that you know he's not going to help you he's not going to well, help I don't you. know if, how do you know he only played a quarter of football okay and he didn't play at all last year and the year before that he was hurt so he's been hurt 3 years in a row you know, I'm just saying, man. You, yeah, sometimes when you get these signs, you got to keep them, man. I mean, some guys are just get injured. He's one of them. You're paying him four and a half million dollars this year. And he's probably not going to play, or if he's going to play, it's after the fact. So you, you know, these are the decisions you got to make. There are a couple other guys on the team decisions you're going to have to make soon. Uh, well, of I, course, look, the twenty. Look, I can tell you right now, there are twenty guys out there out there on that roster who aren't going to be back next year. That's the way it is in the National Football. It happens every year. One third of your roster turns over. Yeah. The, way it, the way it goes. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're the Tampa Bay Bucks and you somehow piece together back. this twenty this 22-man roster, that's different. But by and large, massive turnover year after year after year. Just the way it is. I hear you. So if you, if you have a player you think is going to help you, then keep him. Yeah. All right, Mike. Well, it's Philadelphia this week. Um, I predicted wrong the last time I predicted a victory to Cincinnati game. Is this going to be the – the week of victory. And, and, and another thing, too, before we even get to that, they got to start developing a home field advantage. I know it's not going to be this year because of the way the team is, but, I mean, the, the stadium's loud. The, the, the confines are good. They, they got to start winning games at home. I, I, I used to drill Patricia on this every year, and he'd give me the same answer. Well, we have to look into that, and I don't – okay, but it ain't happening. They got to start well, winning games at home. Well, we got to win games at home. Look, the two things you got to start out the season with, they're absolutes. Win at home, win in the division. Okay, they haven't done either. It's three years now that they haven't done either. This is the fourth year. Don't put number three and in the division games too, in. That's third. No, that's 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 either first or second. You think that's before winning at home and winning the division? Well, if you win the division, you win at home. Possibly, but I'm just saying those three goals to be every year. Because those games count. Those games, right? Excuse me. Those games count too. They count win, double. Win division games. Win a division. Win at and home. Then win at home. Yeah, right. Win but I home. think the you win at home one first is the one you should go for because at least that'll give you six wins or seven wins. You should hope if you get if you're a good home team, you should win six games at home. Well, they were seven and one one year under uh, Jim Campbell. 
Caldwell. Jim Campbell. Jim, I'm sorry, player. Jim Caldwell. Oh, Jim Campbell. Dan, uh, Dan Caldwell Dan and Jim Caldwell. Campbell. Jim Campbell. Jim Campbell. Hey, <laughs> but, See, that's, you, you, you get me rattled and I can't think straight. <laughs> that's all right. So, anyway, is this the week? Heck of a chance. I really, you know, there's some some unhappy people there in uh, in Philadelphia. I was just on their website listening to the quotes and all that from after uh, after Sunday's debacle. And the, the tight end Dallas Goddard said uh, he said when, <laughs> when we're not going well, the fans are going to boo us, and we haven't done anything for them not to boo us. So you know, it's sort of like you're going to take one last puff of the cigarette on the way to the executioner. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you another thing too. Jalen Hurts, not in my book. Not in my well, book. Well, we'll see. You know, well, he's, unpre- I, he's, un- he's unpredictable. He's, he's, I know, but he's unpredictable. He's athletic, but he's not a guy who's going to lose all the games, I don't think. No, but I'm just talking that. about as a quarterback that's going to lead you anywhere. I just He doesn't come in as a throwback. And another thing while we're on that, too. All the Justin Fields people, and I was a Justin Fields should be the second pick, but I knew that he wasn't ready to play his first year. All these people that had to put him in the lineup. Oh, you, the coach, if he doesn't put Dalton out of there and put him in and blah, 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 boo, blah, boo, blah, boo, he wasn't ready to play, people. He was not ready to play, and now you see it, and now you might destroy the kid because he's the most sacked quarterback in the league. He didn't even play the first few weeks of the season. And I'm telling you right now, Mike, they need to get Dalton back in there and let this kid learn from the bench. Well, they got to stop paying attention to the to – the, uh to the pundits and the talk shows and all that, because I think that played a part in And Now, true enough, Andy Dalton had an injury and couldn't play, but I think they stuck with this kid a little longer than they should have. That's just my opinion, looking completely from the outside, really. Yeah. Maybe Dalton's not ready to play. Who knows? Patrick Mahomes but, didn't play his first year. Carson Palmer didn't play his first year. Tom Brady hey, didn't man. play his first year. They're, quarter, they're quarterbacks that they just let sit for a year or get them in slow. It's okay. It well, it's different, with, no, it's different with Brady, though. He was a sixth-round draft. I'm just saying, I know, but I'm just saying, court, but it shouldn't matter what round you're going. If you're a quarterback had, and you're not really, ready. Really, believe me, they had no idea that they had their quarterback of the future with, with Brady. I understand They had that. a guy on the roster, a roster player. That's then, not my point, though. My point is if a quarterback's not ready. But there was no external pressure to play Brady. Well, that's what I'm saying. There, there, shouldn't, be for, there shouldn't be for those other guys. That's my point. Well, there is, though. It's different, though. It's different. It isn't really yeah, there really is. Yeah, there really is. When Chicago, when when, when it's nonstop, we want you know, we want this kid in there. We want him. We want him. We want him. And sometimes you can't react to it. I think they did. Pressure is only good when the coach should say, "When you see it, I'll, when I see it, you'll see it, and we'll know." That's all they got to say. And nobody, and you know what? Nobody believes the coach. Okay, yeah, the but, way it is. That's what Matt Nagy's been taking heat about this since training camp. Why don't they just? Why don't they come out and name the quarterback or whatever? Well, that why was his fault too. Dalton, but that was his but fault. But he said too. Andy Dalton was his quarterback. Yep, he should have said it immediately when we got him. Andy Dalton is. We're, 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 he did. That's what he said when they got him. Yeah, but he should have said it right. He's starting the season, and that's it. And when, when Justin said? Fields is ready, and then that's it. Then then, then move on. I've said it. I'm not repeating it again. When Justin Fields is ready, he will play. That's all he had to say. Then he's hemming and hawing. I know, but then he started he hemming about? and hawing. And, I'm, 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 and, no, and then no. he brings him in no, on the no. first series of the game, and the kid, I think, ran for a touchdown or threw a touchdown or something happened early, and then that well, just feeds him even more. That, he, that just fed him even more. That's situational. I'd like to see the Lions have something like that, but they don't have that. 
that, with who? that quarterback on I'd just like to see the Lions do a, a situational play with a quarterback. Yeah, I'm saying with who, though? The Fox, the, the punter? He's, well, just, he's throwing the well, second-best pass on the team this year. First. first <laughs> but, but, no, just kidding. <laughs> no, but they don't have that. They don't have that, that quarterback on the roster. But uh, I do give Bob Quinn credit. He tried. He just picked the wrong guys. He did try to bring developmental quarterbacks on. Um, right. This year they didn't take one for whatever reason. I do want to keep track of Kyle Trask, though. And Eason that got cut by Indianapolis, those were guys that went later in the draft a year ago, and I'm just wondering if they will ever develop in the quarterbacks. Because so what are you going to do, call them at home and ask them what they're doing? Well, I think Trask is in the league. <laughs> I think Trask is in the league. Okay. Eason may be back Ken in Brown the league. from WJR. <laughs> if you work out today at Vic Danny's, oh, that's been closed for 20 years? Oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> when it, when it starts cracking on Ken Brown, it's time to hit the podcast. Anyway, well, that's, it is. that's going to be it for this week, Mike. Uh, and it hurts me to do that, Ken Brown. Don't worry about it. So are we t- predicting victory this week? Yes. Okay. This yes. is some, How many have you predicted? This is the first game I think they've been favored in this year. No, they're three-point underdogs. I thought they were three-point favorites. No, the other way around. The minus is in the wrong spot. All right. I got to check that, but I thought they were a three-point favorite. Somebody was telling me. I'll look at it. Okay. All right, Mike. uh, We'll check back next week and see if the Lions get their first victory. It's a bye week after this week, right? Correct. And um, hopefully Taylor Decker's finger will uh, be well enough where he can, like, hold a cup of coffee or something so he can get his butt back out on that field. You know, injury. Finger. Okay, let's start finger injury. On Taylor Decker. No, Say goodbye. I don't Say goodnight, like, Gracie. Pick that finger up and play with nine. Put the, put Say the, goodnight, Gracie. Put the boot on and get out there. All right, Mike. Talk to you later. Michael here at DetroitLines.com. Right. Kim Brown, WGR Radio. We're out.